Every year, we say we'll wake up earlier, exercise more, really rest, and eat healthier. It's hard for us, but for dogs, not so much. Dogs are up at dawn, run for fun, sleep like champs, and they love eating fresh, healthy food every single meal. Give your dog another healthy habit. Real fresh food from the farmer's dog. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash listen. The, the easiest one to form is just a daily practice of, say, sit down and meditate for two minutes. Or for this particular kind of habit, sit down and have a gratitude practice, whether that's journaling with a gratitude journal or just saying a gratitude prayer or just sitting in meditation and, and reflecting on what you're grateful for. Um, so that's just a one time a day new habit where you're not trying to break an old habit. You're not trying to change your mental patterns, but you're just sitting physically and doing something. Thank you, thank you from my heart, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you, thank you from my heart, from the bottom of my heart. Stay connected to gratitude. Hit the follow button right now and join thousands of listeners tuning in each week. We're the Gratitude Seekers. Come join us. Hi, Gratitude Seeker. Welcome to a new episode of the Gratitude Podcast. With me today, I have an amazing human being. His name is Leo Babauta. He is a father of six, a husband, the author of the Amazon bestseller, The Power of Less. You might also know, know him from Zen Habits, a blog that has over 2 million readers, written by Leo Babauta about implementing Zen habits in daily life. Zen habits is finding simplicity and mindfulness in the daily chaos of our life. I think this is amazing. And uh, he also works a lot in, um, in the field of how we actually implement habits in our life. And I think we will have a great discussion about implement, implementing the habit of gratitude in our life. Hi, Leo. Welcome to the Gratitude Podcast. Thank you. It's an honor to be here. My pleasure. So um, my first question for you is, what does gratitude mean for you personally? Oh, that's a, uh, it's a big question. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, it's a very, on, on one level, it's a very small habit of just reminding myself of what I am grateful for in my life, things that I might so easily take for granted. You know, I mean, from having a roof over my head, loved ones in my life, having health, um, having a job, you know, all those little things, but even like eyesight and hearing and being able to hear music. Those are just so 
I mean, amazing things that we just take for granted. So for, for one, at one level, it's just reminding myself to be grateful for those and not take them for granted. But if you can, I mean, it can even go deeper than that where it, it awakens you to the profound beauty of life. And I think a lot of times we kind of walk through life almost like we're sleepwalking. And just to wake up to it, it's like, oh, my God, I'm in the middle of this miracle, and I'm not really appreciating it. So gratitude can be um, a, a big part of that. But also, I have been finding that it can deepen your learning in any situation. So, for example, if I'm going through a really hard time in my life, it's, you know, it could be hard to be grateful during that time. I'm sure I can still be grateful for my eyesight and having a roof over my head, but when I'm having, let's say, relationship troubles or something like that, that's a really hard time to be grateful. But if mm -hmm. I can practice gratitude in those hard times, I can actually deepen my learning and be grateful for this person who is mad at me or uh, for the difficulty that I'm feeling in my body. Like all of these real um, strong emotions that I'm feeling, can I be grateful for this feeling of sadness or loneliness or anger and then I can actually open up to, I think, even deeper learning than if we try and like turn away from these difficult feelings um, or this difficult situation. Is like, I don't want to be in the situation. I don't want to feel these difficult feelings. But gratitude can actually help me to open up to them and not try and get away from them, which I think is an amazing thing. And I can be in the middle of uncertainty and discomfort and in the middle of that, instead of like, oh, I want to get out of this discomfort, I can say, actually, this is an amazing place to be and be grateful for that as well. And that's just a start for me. That Obviously, you've been exploring it as well and probably can go to an endless uh, exploration of gratitude. But for me, those are just some of the things that gratitude opens up to. Yeah, I love what you just said. And I totally agree with that. Uh, we actually had on uh, on the gratitude podcast we we had one of the leading experts in emotional intelligence mm. and uh, he was saying kind of the same thing with different words the mm. fact that it's important for us to feel our feelings whether yeah. they are so called negative or positive because and it has been my experience as well when we are living those uh, negatives and we uh, as you said, we even appreciate the the emotional depth that we're feeling. We we get to feel the, the the positives at the higher level as well. Sure, and I think too often we don't want to feel those negative feelings, right? So we try and run away from them. And so gratitude is one way of just saying, just sitting there with those feelings and allowing ourselves to fully feel them. And I think actually, if we can fully feel them they pass on just like a, a cloud that would pass on over your head. It's just the weather of the, of the moment. But if we can just allow ourselves to feel it, but by running away from it, we're actually causing even more problems. So yeah, I think your expert is exactly right. We need to just fully feel all emotions, the whole range and not limit ourselves to saying, Oh, I can only feel joy and, and these things and over here, I don't want to ever feel these difficult things. Right. And I think a lot of us try and turn a blind eye and just hide from those. But if we can just allow ourselves to feel the full range of life and, and being human, I think that's even more amazing than just the highs, you know? Definitely, definitely. 
So tell us a little bit, how, uh, what do you do when, let's say, I don't know, you're uh, in a situation, I don't know, you just had a fight with someone and you're feeling that those emotions, what do you do exactly so that we can learn from you and we can actually apply in, in our situations as well? Sure. So let's say I'm, you know, I'm married, right? So let's yeah. say it's with my wife. I'm not going to pretend that I never have fights with my wife. <laughs> Definitely. So, yeah. So let's say she and I get into an argument and she's unhappy with me. Well, I might have a habitual response to her being unhappy with me. And all of us are very are different with that. But some of you might might hear yourselves in my response. So my habitual response might be, oh, I don't like when she's unhappy with me. I don't like that when she gets frustrated or complains about me. And so I start to maybe spin a story around about how she shouldn't be this way and she shouldn't um, act that way towards me and she should maybe appreciate me more and all of these things. And then I start to emotionally shut down to her, right? So I like build up a wall so I don't get hurt because I am actually hurt in this moment, but you know, you hear this yourself in this a little bit, right? Um, so I put up a wall and I withdraw and I say, I don't need her. And of course, you know, that's protective of me. Maybe this is something that I developed, a strategy I developed in childhood, but it's actually not serving me personally or my relationship or my wife, who is, you know, a beautiful person. And I do want to serve her as a husband. Exactly. And so by withdrawing and shutting myself off to her negative emotions, I have now not only uh, tried to protect myself, but I'm also making myself more unhappy. I'm making her unhappy because she, instead of trying to be open to her, I've now run away from her and she's like, oh, what? he's, he's running away again and I, that makes her more unhappy and it hurts my relationship with her because now we're not talking to each other and we're not healing the wounds and we're not opening ourselves up to each other. So that's my habitual response. And some of you are familiar with that, or maybe you have a, a spouse who does that as well. Right? I can definitely relate. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so in this moment, I have a choice. I can continue down this path of my habitual response, or I can recognize that I'm doing it. I'm like, ah, I'm doing it again. That's the moment when I've woken up out of my sleepwalk, out of just doing the habitual response. And I said, uh, here I am doing the same thing. And I already know what that results in. You know, I've already done the AB test, you know, <laughs> when you split test something, I've already done the A test and I know I've done this a thousand times and I know what happens. It's not so good. Um, it doesn't make me happier to, to, to withdraw and to be resentful of her. And so maybe I can try a new test, the B test, right? And say, maybe I should try a new path. And in this moment, I can open up to gratitude And you can see me like physically doing this, but I can actually open my heart up and say, okay, maybe I need to get away from her for a minute, right? While she's angry at me, but I can also just say, I can get away and I can say, okay, let me sit with this emotion. First of all, just recognize that I am feeling hurt and resentful and, you know, wanting to withdraw from her. So just recognize that and then even open up to feeling grateful for this feeling. And so that process of that is just noticing how it feels in my body. So what's the physical feeling? There's the story spinning around my head about her, like she shouldn't be this way. I don't know why she's always doing this. But there's also the feeling in my body. For me, I often feel it in my chest. 
Uh, other people would be in their stomach or their shoulders or head, but I can actually feel physical sensations. And I'm like, oh, I'm feeling tightness here and, or maybe a shooting kind of pain. And I can just feel that pain. Actually, there's a tenderness in my heart and a, a pain like it's been wounded. I can actually feel that as well as the tightness. And I can just notice it and then I can say, can I welcome that? Can I be grateful for that feeling? So now I'm sitting here feeling this feeling instead of running away from it, just fully opening myself up to it, welcoming the feeling, which is not something that we normally do. It's a whole different path, right? Welcoming it and saying, hey, you are here in my house. Come in, come in. It's okay that you're here and just experience it and say, what can I be grateful for, for this feeling? Well, this feeling actually shows me that I am alive, shows me that I have a heart that can be hurt, shows me that I'm in a loving relationship where, yes, it's messy, sometimes we get hurt, but at least I have someone in my life who loves me and that I care about, and I would, if I didn't care about her, I wouldn't feel this difficulty, right? So I'm using gratitude to open myself up to that. And that's the first thing is just being with my experience. The second is, can I turn towards her and be grateful for her? And this is actually really, really hard for most of us, or at least for me. I don't <laughs> want to speak for anybody else. But as I turn towards someone who is unhappy with me and is doing something that I'm resentful for, can I be grateful for her just as she is? Instead of wanting her to change and be more grateful to me, you know, or uh, uh, be a happier, more positive person. Can I be grateful for the person she is right now? And that's hard, but that's to me where the deepest learning comes in is where you can open up to this person instead of rejecting them, just be fully present with them and say, what can I, how can I fall in love with you as you are right now? And that could be a person you're in relationship with or, a stranger, can I fall in love with a stranger being who they are or just your situation in life or even yourself? Sometimes you can be unhappy with yourself and you can fall in love with this version of yourself where you normally would judge, criticize, blame, beat up. Um, and so that's the process. It's just turning towards this person and opening up to them. And actually, when you are grateful for them, you can see that they are hurting just like you are. You know, I have a pain in my heart. She definitely does too. And I've been so self-centered, so caught up in my own uh, story about how she shouldn't be this way to me. And I, I don't know why. Instead, I can turn towards her and be less selfish and more selfless and see that she's hurting. So there's the her hurting and seeing and having compassion for that. And finally... I can open up to our interconnectedness, which is that we are in this together. We are a team that are like, I actually want us both to be happy and not just me. Um, and by, by seeing this connection, it actually strengthens my bond with her and my love with her. We are both hurting right now. We are both in the situation where we're hurting. We both want this relationship to be better. We want to be happy together. And how can we both um, find a, a solution that makes us both happy. So that interconnectedness is like this web of of uh, connectedness that we are both we are both influencing each other. We're both creating this moment together, and so that's just kind of to me the even bigger step of my own unhappiness and being grateful there, 
turning towards her and then seeing the interconnectedness that we both have. I love it. I love it. Uh, what, what, I, what I understood from this and what I think it's important to point out for our listeners is that basically, um, if I understand right, you're creating a new habit, right? Mm. Instead of uh, uh, going on the old habit, you are, you are creating basically a new habit, a habit that at first, of course, it might be harder to implement because you have to be conscious, you have to make different choices. And in time, it actually gets to be easier. And uh, of course, when the emotions are uh, very intense, it's not always easy, but um, it actually creates a different kind of pattern, a, dif a different kind of uh, habit. Because like you said, uh, the other possibility And I think it's one of the <clears throat> one of the things that we're we're doing usually in relationships where we're choosing that <laughs> the, the A version, and mm -hmm. um, many people get instead of uh, learning how to deal with this situation, they go to all kinds of uh, addictions. They go to all kinds of things that make them uh, go away from that feeling or close up or make it so that they, they don't feel that thing. And I think that's that's why it's so important what you just said and the, the example that you gave and uh, how you can use gratitude in this situation. That's exactly right. So like you, like you said, we're forming a new habit and a new pathway. It's actually neural pathways that we're forming. We have old pathways that we have developed since childhood, honestly. I think most of us when we have these feelings, you know, with our inner relationships or with our coworkers, with, you know, procrastinating with work, these are all old neural pathways that we developed as children. And at some point that actually was reinforced by like, when I withdrew from, let's say the anger of my parent, I, um, had actually protected me. So that was rewarded. And so for a while it was self reinforcing And now when I, when I use it, it's actually not helping me, but I have these old pathways and I, maybe I reward myself by saying, oh, this is better. You know, you're doing a good job by running away from her because she shouldn't be like that, right? So we reinforce our old pathways, but actually they're not helpful anymore. So we have to create new, new pathways. And as I've, I teach habits uh, to, to a lot of different people, And actually, there's different levels of habits. The easiest habit to form is not this kind. This is actually the highest, hardest level to form. The, the easiest one to form is just a daily practice of, say, sit down and meditate for two minutes. Or for this particular kind of habit, sit down and have a gratitude practice, whether that's journaling with a gratitude journal or just saying a gratitude prayer or just sitting in meditation and, and reflecting on what you're grateful for. Um, so that's just a one time a day new habit where you're not trying to break an old habit. You're not trying to change your mental patterns, but you're just sitting physically and doing something. It could be another physical habit, like drinking more water or doing some pushups or doing yoga or writing. Those are all like once a day, uh, new habits that you're forming, right? That's the, To me, that's the beginner level, and I think most people should start there. Pretty much all of us should start there. Just an easy habit, small 
um, and then just gradually make that a new neural pathway. So that's the first level. Second level is changing a bad habit. So let's say I want to quit drinking alcohol so much. That's really difficult or quit smoking or quit chewing my nails. Those are difficult things, but I can actually see those happening. Um, and I have to replace them with new habits. For every trigger of my bad habits, say drinking or smoking, I have to figure out what's causing the trigger, what is the need that's causing me to do that, and then replace it with a new habit, a positive habit that's replacing that or fulfilling that need. Uh, so stress relief would be a big one for smoking or drinking. How am I gonna, what am I going to do instead? Um, so that's level two, and that's very difficult, and I actually recommend don't start with that. <laughs> but the last level is mental habits. And so what we're talking about here is when my wife or my coworker, my boss, whoever, is angry at me, um, as one example, uh, how do I change my mental habit of resentment or withdrawing or complaining about them or shutting them off? How do I change that? And that's, um, like I said, level three. And the reason it's level three is because, first of all, it's not once a day. It could be many times during the day. Or maybe you don't experience it for a week because everything is going great in all your relationships, right? Um, so it's unpredictable. It could happen multiple times a day. And you don't see it happening. Our mental processes happen in our heads. We can see ourselves drinking alcohol see ourselves doing push-ups but we don't see ourselves thinking and so what this requires is an additional level of awareness of you knowing that you are now doing your old habit so um, sometimes it helps to see uh, the physical symptoms of your mental thing and so sometimes people like clench their hands when they're doing one of the like resentment or anger um, they start sighing or they, they clench, they physically do this, or they walk away. If you notice yourself doing the physical thing, that can bring awareness to what your mental process is. When you, when you see yourself doing that, or you're like yelling at someone, right? That can bring awareness. And then at that moment, you can say, okay, now I have the choice to create this new pathway. Um, and there's some other, I don't know if we want to go, how deep you want to go into habits, but there's some other things that can support changing a mental habit as well. This is great. This is great. And I, I love the fact that uh, you go on different levels. And I know from my own experience that habits aren't always that easy to change, especially some, type, some types of, uh, of habits. But um, what, what I would be very curious to, for us to go into is, um, for instance, what I've seen in my life and uh, in the life of others is that we, we don't only have uh, the habits that we we think about usually like uh brushing the te teeth every uh, every morning or i don't know having breakfast at a certain time or things like this but um i i like to call them emotional habits like um how we how we how we live our life actually mm -hmm. how much we appreciate different things for instance to be to have a a more exact um reference how we react, for instance, to a gift, mm. you know? Um, so for it to be more concrete. But the thing is that, in my opinion, 
even though we might, for instance, reach a certain goal that we want, if we don't have a habit in being grateful and in, in appreciating, um, we will still do the, the same things emotionally, even though we, we are there, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, you know, what you brought up about reaching a goal, that's, exa- that's a great example because I think we all, or at least most of us do that. And I know me personally, um, I'll set a goal and I'll be like working, 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 and I achieve it. And then I'm like, okay, what's next? Right? And I haven't exactly, even stopped yeah. to appreciate you know, this achievement or like all of the work that I put into it. And now it's just this continual, and like you said, it won't change if we just keep doing it. I get to the next goal and I'm looking forward to the next thing. And then, you know, I keep doing that until I die. (laughs) Exactly. It never stops. (laughs) It never stops. And so actually uh, what I found is even better than appreciating when you reach the goal is appreciating it when you're actually doing the things um, that that take you to the goal. So I'll give you an example. Like I'm doing a chin-up challenge with my son. We do uh, five sets of chin-ups every other day, right? And so we do it and we're doing it together. And as I'm doing it, I notice myself, this is something that, that a lot of us do is, is like you, you just want to get to the end. So I want to get to the end of this set. I want to get to the five sets and then I'm done, right? And so I'm done with my, my chin-ups for the day. And I get to the next day and I do the same thing. I want to get to the end of this set get to the end of my five sets and I'm done. And I, you know, maybe this, at the end of this, I'm going to get stronger and I'll be able to do 30, you know, 50 chin-ups or something like that. But along the way, I've just been trying to get through it into the other end. And this is actually a, a mental habit that is not good for forming any other habits. So if we can change this mental habit, we can get better at forming the habits of meditation or push-ups or brushing our teeth or whatever. Um, because when we do those other habits, we try and rush through them. So I want to do meditation every day. So I'm like, okay, set my meditation timer, sit down, hurry, hurry, hurry. <laughs> Five minutes is over. Okay. I'm done. Right. Okay. I'm done with my meditation habit. Okay. I'm going to do my, my gratitude habit. Okay. List five things done. Go to the next thing. Right. And this is actually not a, a helpful way to form habits because after a while, we're going to be like, okay, I get through these habits like it's a chore. And um, eventually, we're going to be like, I don't want to do my chores anymore. I'm like tired of it. And so we stop doing them because this is so tiring to have to do these habits. Eventually, I might have like 10 habits that I'm doing every morning. I'm like, oh, I have to get through all of these horrible habits that are just so tiring. So what I suggest instead is the mental habit that you're talking about, or maybe it's an emotional habit of as you do the habit, find gratitude and joy and mindfulness and appreciation right in the middle of it. So I'm, I'm sitting down to do my meditation instead of saying, okay, I get through these five minutes or whatever it is that I'm meditating, 10 minutes. Like, can I just be fully present here and just be grateful that I have this seat and I'm able to sit here in this cushion that I have this body, that I'm actually able to practice this. And like this moment, how I practice in this moment is exactly how I'm going to show up after this moment. And do I want to be just rushing through my life and not appreciating it? Or do I want to fully be here uh, with this particular moment every single day as I'm sitting here with you instead of wanting, okay, when is this 
podcast going to be over? <laughs> and I say, wow, this is amazing that I'm connecting to someone halfway across the world who's got an amazing exactly. smile <laughs> Thank and you. wants to talk about gratitude with me. Like, that's amazing. And I can just be here with you in this moment and appreciate it. So I think as I'm doing the chin-ups or as I'm doing my push-ups or as I'm doing my, my journaling, I have to just be here with it and fully be present with it and not try and get to the end. Um, as I'm doing this chin-up, I have to like just smile at this chin-up. <laughs> like, yes, there's some discomfort here, but wow, I get to actually move my arms. I'm so glad I have arms. <laughs> I'm doing something with my son, which is a loving thing that we're sharing together. And I'm setting a good example for him. And he's actually motivating me to do it because without him, I wouldn't be doing it. So just being present and appreciating all of this stuff, I think makes it so much more amazing. And you can actually look forward to your habits if you form this mental or emotional habit that you're talking about. I love it. I love it. And I think this is this is actually, from my point of view, this is our life. We, all, we always think of, of our life like, okay, I need to go through high school so I can get to college, so I can get a great job, so I can get a great spouse, so I can uh, make children, you know, the, the whole story. Um, but in, in this rush uh, that we are, we are so used to, we, we don't remember the fact that, in fact, life is the things between those bigger things. And yeah, for instance, when, when you graduate, it's, I don't know, it's a big moment. Yeah. But in my experience, it hasn't been like, oh my God, everything changed. I don't know <laughs> what, for instance, when, when, uh, when I uh, graduated from high school and I went to, to the university, okay, some things did change. But uh, what I remember, what, what I remember, what I actually found out was the fact that I took uh, some things with myself, like the, the habits that I had, like mentally and emotionally, they were still with me and I was still rehearsing them. <laughs> sure, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, and another thing, uh, so this, this um, Benedictine monk uh, that talks about uh, gratitude says something really beautiful about uh, gratitude being the great fullness of life. And when you were describing uh doing the, the chin-ups or the push-ups. Uh, that's exactly it, the, the fullness of that particular moment, right? Exactly. The, the full, like, fully appreciating the texture of that. And again, if we're like thinking, oh, can't wait to get to the end or the goal or whatever, just the end of the set, I'm not even thinking about this moment as I feel my arms I'm actually just like, okay, I'm, I'm almost done. I have nine, you know, 10, like I'm almost done. Like you're trying to get to the end, but you're not actually appreciating the fullness of this moment. Just really noticing the texture of it and everything going on in it. It's to me amazing in each moment and we don't, don't appreciate it. Yeah. And there is another thing that I think it's, um, it's wonderful about uh, I've, I don't know if I've read it in a in a book about um, Zen or if it was a documentary, but um, it talked about, for instance, doing the dishes. Mm. The fact that you can do them in such a way that you uh, you are aware of what you're doing, and um, 
and I'm thinking about all kinds of chores that we need to do that sure. usually are chores and we don't actually like to do them too much. Um, yeah. If we do them in in a different way, can you uh, say a few words about this? Yeah, I mean, doing the dishes, I think, is a great a great thing. Um, or you know, cleaning the kitchen or cleaning the bathroom would be another good example of that, right? So I'm doing the dishes or I'm cleaning the bathroom. And again, we want to just get through it. This is nothing fun. Can't wait to get to the, to the end of this. And then, of course, we're going to do the same thing in the next thing we do, right? Clean the dishes, do the bathroom. Now I have to go, like, drive to the grocery store, cook dinner. And you're just, like, trying to get through it to the, to the next thing. And you just do that until you go to bed and then repeat that the next day, right? Um, and I'm not criticizing anybody who does this because we all do this most of the time. I mean, even those of us who try and practice gratitude, there's still a large portion of the time when we're just trying to get through our lives. Um, so, yeah, the doing a dish, you can completely open up to that where you just be like, okay, I've just been sleepwalking, right? I'm just trying to get to the end. But actually, can I be here right now with this dish? And you can feel the texture of the dish. You can feel the water and the soap and just be fully there with that. And actually, it's an amazing experience to just feel the joy of washing a dish and saying, and also just being grateful, like, I have a dish in my life. Like, some people are out there on the streets with no dishes, no food. And I actually just had a great meal and I get to wash this dish that was made by some craftsmen somewhere else or in some factory by some Chinese people who sweat, you know, and, and work really hard. And it's amazing that I'm supported by all of these people. So just like reflecting all of this stuff by washing this one dish actually transforms the experience, opens you up to the fullness of life that you were talking about. And, you know, I, I think to me there's joy available in every moment, even in the, the really difficult moments, even the ones where you're scrubbing bath, the bathroom and it's dirty and you just like want to get through it. Like actually you can find joy in the middle of that. Um, and that to me is where the deepest learning happens is when you can find, open yourself up to the joy of dirtiness, of messiness, of pain, of people being angry with you, all of these things, even of your disgust with yourself, if you have any of that, just opening yourself up fully to that. To me, that's where the deepest learning comes in. So we're actually going to grow and change and discover new things by opening ourselves up to that um, in every moment, whether it's washing dishes or, or dealing with a difficult situation. I love it. I love it. It's so good that I think this, this should be our closing thought. Um, okay. But not before um, telling us what are you grateful for in your life? Who are the people that you're grateful for in your life? Oh man, <laughs> there's do you. How long do you want the list to be? <laughs> well, like, just to make it short, yeah, uh, I am grateful for all of my loved ones and friends. Um, it's just I'm just so happy to have them in my lives, my life, um, and. I am grateful for you here in this Thank podcast, you. for everyone listening, and for the readers who support me in my life. I'm so grateful to be able to to give my work and then be supported in return uh, by all of them. And then 
I do a, a meditation where I try, you, you've probably done this too, where it's a, like a loving kindness or a compassion meditation where you are um, sending out a wish to all beings. May they be, may all beings be happy. So I often do that. And I'm actually grateful for my connection to all beings. My heart is connected to every single person's heart. So I'm grateful actually for all beings, uh, human and, and otherwise. Wonderful, wonderful. I love I love the perspective and the the global connectedness that uh, that I could also feel when when you when you just said that. So, um, where can our audience find you? Where can our audience see your work? And uh, I know that you you have a, a program on habits that uh, might be interesting for our listeners. Sure. Uh, so my work, you know, is on zenhabits.net. That's the, uh, the main site. And then from there, you can find my Sea Change program, which is my habits program. It's called Sea Change, uh, S-E-A, Change. And it's also you can find it at seachange.zenhabits.net. And that's my monthly membership program where we work on habits every month. And I have 40-some courses in there on different habits, including gratitude. So <laughs> come and join us, and we'll work on it together. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here and now with us. And uh, I'm just grateful that uh, we, we just had this, this conversation and I'm sure that it will have uh, an amazing impact on many of our listeners. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to this interview. I really hope you enjoyed it and you are thinking about at least one new habit that you want to implement in your life. And I hope that you got some really useful tips on how you can do that. If you're new to the Gratitude Podcast, I invite you to subscribe because you will get all kinds of uh, great interviews like this one and lots of useful tips and inspiration for maintaining and enhancing the gratitude that you have and that you experience in your life. Thank you so much for listening, for subscribing and um, if you're generous enough for sharing this episode with your friends, with your family, with people that you think might uh, benefit from listening to it. Thank you so much and I wish you an amazing day. Keep seeking gratitude. Looking for a fulfilling, well-paid career in tech? Springboard's boot camps are built on human support and backed by their tuition refund guarantee. All their boot camps are 100% online and on your schedule. The curriculums are curated by leading experts in each field, and most of your time is dedicated to hands-on work for a portfolio that will stand out to hiring managers. But what really sets Springboard apart is the personalized support. Career change isn't easy, so you're paired with an experienced industry mentor that you meet with one-on-one every week. You'll also have your own career coach guiding you through the job search and building your confidence. And if you don't land a job within six months of graduating, they'll fully refund your tuition. So if 2022 is the time to turn your passion into a fulfilling, well-paid career in data, UX design, coding, or cybersecurity, visit springboard.com for more info. Springboard graduates who move into new jobs see an average salary increase of more than $23,000. Get the new job you deserve with the new year. That's springboard.com.